You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 42. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. So today, I want to spend some time talking about fat shaming and how it can actually be harmless. (laughs) You're thinking, bear with me here. Ultimately, fat shaming is harmful when you care too much about what other people think and say and you let it affect your health and happiness, your sense of self-worth, and your identity. In other words, when you turn feedback or assessment into judgment, and then you internalize it and make it mean something about you, and when you look at yourself through the lens of social conformity, this can often lead to shame. And this is why I encourage my clients to minimize using the word should. So to be clear, the word should isn't a trigger for everyone. For example, if you're in law enforcement, you probably make a big distinction between the words should and shall, where should is a good idea and shall really equates to a law. A mandate, meaning the government can use force if someone doesn't comply, whether it's through penalties like fines or imprisonment. And this is actually why the notion of a mask mandate is so galling for some, because it crosses the line from should to shall. So if we go back to that question, should you wear a mask? My answer is, yes, it's a good idea. Just like it's a good idea to stay hydrated, eat nutritious foods, move more, and get enough sleep. So if you're indoors with people you don't know or don't live with, and you can't maintain a decent amount of physical distance, then yes, you should wear a mask. It's a good idea. If you're outdoors and in a crowded space, yes, still a good idea. Even better, don't stay in the crowded space if you have a choice. And if that's how you interpret the word should, then it probably isn't a trigger for you. However, when it comes to weight loss, it's been my experience that using the word should more often than not, does turn into self-judgment. And the use of should actually comes in two forms. What other people say and what you say to yourself. And then ultimately, this is about what you're making it mean about you. So if we go back to this idea of wearing a mask, here's what the current president said at one of his rallies in Michigan back in October 
to Laura Ingram, who is actually a news host, all right? And I quote, is that a mask? No way. Are you wearing a mask? I've never seen her in a mask. Look at you. Wow, she's being very politically correct. Notice here he was trying to make it mean that Laura was trying to conform to what others think of her. Obviously, she was wearing a mask because it's a good idea, right? So now let's take the concept of fat shaming as an example. So you may have heard about this last year on an episode of the Bill Maher show called Real Time. I believe it aired on September 6th of 2019. He closed his show talking about obesity, saying, and again, I quote, fat shaming doesn't need to end. It needs to make a comeback. Some amount of shame is good. We shamed people out of smoking and into wearing seatbelts. We shamed them out of littering and most of them out of racism. Shame is the first step in reform. So before I continue, let me just say, I completely disagree with his statements for multiple reasons and on so many levels. Now, here's how we can inoculate ourselves from this kind of emotionally charged language. And so we're all on the same page. Let me do some level setting here. I'm going to provide you with a few definitions of shame for reference. Okay, Webster's defines it as a painful emotion caused by consciousness of guilt, shortcoming, or impropriety. Google's definition of shame is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. And the Cambridge Dictionary says it's an uncomfortable feeling of guilt or of being ashamed because of your own or someone else's bad behavior. So now let's examine fat shaming. If you believe fat shaming is good, then you believe it's appropriate for a person to feel humiliation or guilty for being overweight. Then you're essentially saying it's wrong for a person to be fat and that a person who's overweight should feel less than or inferior or unworthy. And when I put it that way, do you buy it? I sure hope not, because this is not about political correctness. And it's not just about being unkind. This is simply untrue. So being fat, it's not like lying where it makes you a liar. This is not about a person's character. Being overweight or obese or just plain fat is not wrong. And no one is inferior or unworthy for this reason. Just think about Oprah Winfrey's weight loss struggles over the years. And if the goal for people who are overweight is to change their behaviors, their habits, so that they can achieve a healthy weight, shame 
is not an effective motivator for this kind of change. So Maher claims that we shamed people into wearing seatbelts. I disagree. I think Malcolm Gladwell got it right in the tipping point when he posited that parents who were buckling up their kids were asked by their kids why they weren't seatbelt wearing seatbelts themselves. And it was the desire to model that behavior as a form of good parenting that ultimately created much more seatbelt wearing. All right, so, so far, I've been talking about reacting to what someone else is saying. And if you want to hear a great response to Bill Maher, go ahead and look up James Corden from The Late Late Show. All right, now I want to shift the focus. Let's talk about what you're saying to yourself. I hear this from my clients all the time. I hear them saying, I should drink more water or I should exercise more. And when I hear this, I then listen to what they say next to see if there are the telltale signs that it's shifted from self-assessment to self-judgment. If they start beating themselves up for not following through. And if you're trying to conform to what society has deemed is right or desirable, then you're likely triggering a state of scarcity. Again, in this situation, I'm saying if you hear yourself forming a sentence that includes should, and if you then wind up feeling guilty when you don't follow through, and then you go down the rabbit hole with some version of not enough, and you've turned self-assessment into self-judgment, and then shame, then the word should is probably a trigger for you. In other words, you are being too hard on yourself. And remember, avoiding pain is a motivator, but it only works for a short time. It's like running away from the saber-toothed tiger. We can only sprint for short distances. When it comes to lasting weight loss and forming self-care habits, we are looking for sustainability. It's about creating joy in the process itself. So how can we make fat shaming harmless? It's by practicing my TLC method, the learning cycle method. So Step one is to become aware of the thought. So did I just should myself, right? Step two is to shine a light on it. So instead of letting it be this sort of fleeting thought, like when you wake up and you barely remember a dream, I want you to recognize that the words you hear or think are just data right? It's the words are just a thought. The power of words is in your interpretation. And it's the interpretation that creates the emotions we respond to. When you hear the words, I want you to think about 
everything happening in slow motion so you can examine them. Or better yet, imagine putting them on a table so you can determine what you want to do with them next. So now step three is to challenge the premise. If you're struggling with weight and you're disgusted with your body, and yes, it still breaks my heart every time I hear a woman say this about herself, then please know this interpretation doesn't serve you. If you're having this conversation inside your head and you're not happy with how you look in pictures and you feel ashamed, this judgment is causing you to suffer. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, but Amy, being hard on myself is how I achieved so much in my life, how I got to this point. And if you were saying that to me, my response would be, but do you see that being too hard on yourself isn't allowing you to enjoy all your achievements? I want you to have both. And you can have both. You deserve to have both. And I want you to be able to experience true joy in your life. I want you to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. And ultimately, I want you to know you are already good enough and worthy. I want you to love yourself just the way you are. That doesn't mean that we don't want to keep getting better, but I want you to love yourself just the way you are. And we can do this by changing the conversation in our head, by shifting from a state of scarcity so that I'm not thin enough or fit enough thought, right? We want to shift to a state of abundance by challenging the premise of the statements you're making or the questions you're asking yourself like, why can't I figure this out? Because you can, right? And so then reframing them into a version that serves you is step four. So we're going to reframe your interpretations by applying the abundance principle, which is making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. And with my TLC method, you'll come to understand that no one can make you feel ashamed. Let me say that again. No one can make you feel ashamed. Full stop. So remember at the beginning when I said fat shaming can be harmless. Do you understand how that is a true statement now? Because if you don't accept the premise that being fat is something to be ashamed of, the rest of it doesn't matter. You can recognize that this is about the person who's saying it, right? This is not about you. You can choose your thoughts. Know that it's your interpretations, again, that drive your emotions. And your emotions make the actions you take possible. So when your thoughts, interpretations, emotions, and actions align, 
then we create the conditions necessary for the results, for the outcomes that we want. And for those of you who have boundary issues, and by this I mean if you treat all feedback, positive or negative, as true, and you internalize it before giving yourself a chance to examine the data, this TLC method can be a really helpful exercise for you. And I know because I definitely struggled with this when I was younger, up until my early 30s. And when I learned how to use this TLC method, it was a game changer. It's so liberating and empowering. And I want you to master this. So step five is to practice. And as a matter of fact, I've created a worksheet that you can download to practice. All you have to do is go to moxie-club.com slash TLC in all lowercase letters, all right? So again, moxie-club.com slash TLC. So some of the questions that you can ask yourself in step three when you're challenging the premise would be, is this really about me? Or is this an opinion or an objective truth? So if someone states something as feedback, as, as if it were fact, you can try adding the words, I think, in front of it. All right. And then in step four, to reframe it, I want you to ask yourself, what's a different interpretation that would serve me better? What perspective would make this about something I truly want? And then determine what you want to do with the answer. In other words, how do you want to respond? And what actions do you want to take? Again, if you are responding to someone else, one of the best strategies to use is to think in terms of making a request. So since we are so prone to confirmation bias, and in other words, we want to prove ourselves right, if you disagree with what you're hearing, you can ask for more information or clarification. And make sure that you are listening with the intent to understand and not to reply that you are not just waiting for your turn to make a point, okay? The action you take, that response can literally be to make a request for what you want, just that. And if what you want isn't clear to you, then you may need to spend some time sitting with it to make sure what you request is what you really want. It means being authentic, knowing yourself, being direct, owning your feelings and actions. So when you take someone else's opinion and you add the words, I think, even if that person didn't, you're having that opinion be about that person. They are owning it. When you now 
make a request, you are in turn owning your own feelings and actions. You're not having it be, you made me feel a certain way, all right? So when you practice TLC, you'll be breaking old patterns of behavior. So while you can't control what someone else does, when you respond differently, you automatically set in motion a different set of possibilities, right? When you respond differently, you give the other person the opportunity to respond differently too. And with it, a whole new set of possibilities open up for you. So with this method, you get to make conscious, intentional decisions. You get to be authentically you. And this isn't about manipulation, right? You aren't trying to control what the other person is doing or saying when you make a request, when your intention is to take care of your own wants and needs. Seriously, if this hasn't clicked for you yet, if listening to this podcast isn't enough, I want you to schedule a free mini coaching session with me so you can experience a breakthrough. Again, just go to moxie-club.com and go to coaching on the menu. Alrighty, do you feel more empowered now? I would love to know. If this podcast provided some new insights, please share them by writing a review. The algorithms love reviews and it's how people will find this show. All right. So I'll wrap things up today with a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember... Making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.